Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and... We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. So this is... Full circle, uh, you know, I've been trying to get this guest, I don't know, for a while. And then uh, then she winds up, uh, you know, has another baby. You're going to hear all about who she is and what she's been doing. Busy, busy woman who doesn't, makes it look easy, but does, it goes through life with the biggest smile on her face and you will hear it as she's talking. So today's guest is Caitlin Rizza. So Caitlin, energetic mom of now three, she's a spiritual wellness coach and an intuitive Reiki healer. She helps women, moms, and entrepreneurs to heal, transcend generational trauma and consciously co-create a soul-aligned life of balance. We're all looking for it. Abundance. I'll take some, please. Peace and joy. So with that, I say welcome, Caitlin, and thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super, super pumped. (laughs) I can't wait. So we always start with, tell us about you anywhere you want to start. That is somewhat of a loaded question for me. (laughs) It's not just you, my friend. It's for everybody. everybody. Yes, yes. So a little disclaimer also is I've known Caitlin since uh, before she was born. She's uh, her mom and her aunts are my best closest friends in the world. And um, Mm -hmm. so so we do have a history, but it is a loaded question for anybody. And we all have a story to tell. Where are we going to start? Well, my own mine starts the day I was born. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> and three hours later, time. No, I'm joking. <laughs> and three hours later, I was three years old. That's actually who I am. <laughs> Talking is my favorite. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I do, I do like to start my my little story pretty far back though because it's an it has an interesting start and you know a couple of twists and turns along the way but um mm-hmm. i i started off i like to start off by talking about when i was 5 years old and i started my first business and that sounds so crazy and unusual and unique but let me tell you uh <laughs> so i lived on i as you know Steph, i lived on a golf course Mm-hmm. And in our backyard, we would constantly get golf balls falling to our backyard, falling into the trees because we lived on the ninth hole. I think I I can't recall, mm. but we lived on a, on a an actual hole. So mm-hmm. people were always hitting golf balls in our backyard. So when we moved into to our house, we went into the backyard. We got all the golf balls, scooped them up, cleaned them off in the, the dishwasher and whatnot. And we sold them back to the golfers. <laughs> 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 we sold them their own golf balls. And as a matter of fact, when people would hit their balls into our yards, if they wanted us to find their specific ball, 
we would charge top dollar. We would be like 20 bucks. It would be a premium. <laughs> oh, it would be a premium because we'd have to do some searching. We'd have to, you know, confirm it was the right one. That's and uh, yeah, it was good. But you know what? It, it made us money for the ice cream man. Uh, mm-hmm. It gave us extra, extra little money to, you know, have some fun as kids. Mm-hmm. And that really started my journey as an entrepreneur, really. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I started, <laughs> I, I also sold stuff in school. I sold Jolly Rancher lollipops and these little eggs that were filled with candy and mystery goodies and all mm-hmm. sorts of things. And it, I, I did pretty well until I got a note home from <laughs> the principal of the school that <laughs> parents were complaining that the kids were spending their lunch money on my little candy eggs. So on your little that, side kids. <laughs> yeah, that was the start of something magical within me. My spiritual journey really starts when I started, when I was doing ninjutsu mm-hmm. at a very young age, maybe seven, eight years old. Um, we, you know, it was just started off as doing kind of like karate in the backyard and, and it turned into something a little more formal and meditation was introduced Mm. to me for the first time. And I always thought that I was doing it wrong. You know, as a kid, I didn't really know what was going on. I'm like, I could still hear things, so I must not be doing this right. Let me just sit Mm. and pretend. Um, And then, you know, when this is over, I'll be like, yeah, yeah, me too. And Mm -hmm. that's how it started. And it it developed into a really, really um, interesting interesting journey for me. Um, I lost when I was 13 years old, my parents, um, after a series of, you know, unfortunate events, my parents actually lost our house. Mm -hmm. So I started out kind of on my own. I, I was a really influential person in the household because I'm the oldest of six children. Mm -hmm. And that's a very big part of who I am actually being mm-hmm. the oldest of six kids and all of the grandkids. I'm the right. oldest of like 20, you know, like 30 grandchildren on both sides, but 26 or something on right. my maternal, on my maternal side. So, you know, we ended up going through like a, a really hard time. And after being a, an anchor in the household, Mm-hmm. Um, and then everything kind of getting a little, little crazy there. I had to go off on my own and really learn how to live and to grow up a little bit faster than mm-hmm. I probably should have. And, uh, that can bring out some really dark, dark mm-hmm. sides and dark places and shadow work, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So going through all of these things, led me to meet my husband in college and Mm -hmm. uh, inevitably we got married and had our first child. And there was a real spiritual awakening that occurred at that time. And it led me to meet my therapist, (laughs) Mm -hmm. one of the most, most amazing people in the world. And she was like, let's talk about your chakras. Let's talk about crystals. And I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Right. Right. And I really dove down the rabbit hole of mm-hmm. spirituality. Then I dove deep down into the, the spiritual pond and haven't come up for a breath ever since. <laughs> that is that it when well, that's, that's usually how it happens. It's, you know, you life gives you something. Um, and for you at a very young age, but again, being the oldest of six, you are, wise beyond your years you are you 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 know you as you said you were the anchor code word for i ran that house uh and yeah and then it was rediscovering what we do what people do at different stages older in life you were doing that really at such a younger age while, you know, your brain is still developing mm-hmm. and yet you knew that, okay, I'm, I'm going to turn left here. And you, you just didn't know where it was a dark road, but. Oh yeah. It really maybe was. The stars and, you know, would light a little piece of it or something. Absolutely. I, you know, at nine years old, I was caring for my five brothers and sisters 
mm-hmm. um, you know, babysitting frequently mm-hmm. and, you know, caring for them very much overall. You know, we have addiction that, that runs in the family and, you know, it can, it can really take things and twist them and turn them um, topsy-turvy. And that's, that is what happens. But I'm so fortunate for my situation because I had wonderful, supportive people around me. Mm-hmm. I always knew mm-hmm. that there was always someone there for me. So I'm so grateful. You were really, when we first got our first apartment, I'll never forget that you were the person that was there to, I know, I, <laughs> this is this is going back. You it's called me back. up and you were like, hey, you were like, hey, we've got some furniture. What do you need? I can help you. And you, you just hooked me up. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. Now that you say that, I totally, I totally forgot. Yeah. It's a long time ago, but you know, it's, it's the people, it's the connections that we make and all of these things that we go through that, um, lead us to lead us, you know, to the path that we belong on. And I feel that these, all of these things, each piece and part has led me here so that I can help people to transcend that trauma that 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 they have. You know, you can inherit trauma mm-hmm. from like in your DNA codes, you inherit trauma. And I'm I don't my kids don't need any of that. They're they're here to, you know, bring on this new generation and this this rise of consciousness that's that's mm-hmm. occurring. And you know, I want them to have a clean slate. So I'm here to do the work for it. So how is it? I, I want to go in a thousand directions, but I know. so your 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 daughters are how old? So Briella is five and a half. Mm-hmm. Carmela is four. She just turned four in December. Mm-hmm. And Liliana will be eight months early next month in February, okay. early February. So three little girls and a very spiritually connected mom and I'm going to give I'm going to give your a shout out to your husband as well because I'm sure <laughs> it's a spiritually connected family and how wonderful is that to bring in and teach them enlightenment so much I mean you learned mm-hmm. it you said after your first one was born where you really kind of became aware of it and and you've been down the rabbit hole ever since, but yet you're raising these wonderful humans. And this is, it's going to be part of, it's going to be part of their DNA. I mean, it's what Mm -hmm. they know. Yeah. Like like what? (laughs) (laughs) It's, you know, this is the common theme too, especially this past, uh, past couple of weeks, the theme of, of kids and raising kids in this time and raising kids in this era of enlightenment and higher consciousness. And, um, you know, basically when I was growing up, things were still, you know, you, you could still use your hands, you know, if you weren't listening, mm-hmm. you got, you got smacked mm-hmm. on the tush or, or whatever. And, you mm-hmm. know, my parents were very um, comfortable with each other mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and very comfortable with, and very passionate about um, everything that they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, with one another and, you know, so sometimes, you know, hands, hands got thrown so to Mm -hmm. speak. And I want to make sure that my kids realize that before any of that, you make a choice and Mm. to sit and to think about those things first and to sit with your thoughts, to sit with your feelings, to know that it's okay to feel the way you feel. You don't have to hold it in. To create that mindfulness um, is really, really important to me. And, you know, my my whole mission um, is really to... my whole mission is to ensure that they don't have to ever experience mm-hmm. the types of mm-hmm. trauma that I had right. to experience, that my siblings experienced pools in, in them, that they'll be able to share with their peers, that they'll be able to build upon themselves and that they can use in tough situations. So for example, we do affirmations every morning. We sit in the mirror and we look in the mirror and we, you know, say to ourselves and to each other, 
I'll tell you what ours are. It's I do love me, my body's vigor and harmony. I am perfect health, radiant beauty, and divine energy. So we say that a couple of times just as a way to remind ourselves that like we're beautiful and we're loved and we are all divine energy above all. And, you know, we, we practice yoga, we, we, we do um, all sorts of mindful exercises because like I said, it's all about the tools, mm-hmm. giving them the tools, because when you're taught that, you know, someone took something from you, you smack them and take it back, then that's mm-hmm. what you do. That's what you do right. forever. Right. <laughs> you can break the cycle. It's all about breaking the cycle and healing that trauma. And, um, you know, I use a combination of things, including like movement. I think movement is so important for healing the body and mm-hmm. healing the mind and healing the soul. There's, there's so many layers that we have to, to work on. There's so many layers that have blockages in it that can create this pain and that can create, you know, distress and despair. And once we realize that there's a connection to all of it and that we're mm-hmm. connected, then, then you can really break through and truly transcend the trauma and become a conscious co-creator of your reality. So I'm hearing what's coming to mind as you're speaking is, and it's a word that we hear a lot, um, and I don't think it's overused, but I'm really hearing empowerment. Mm-hmm. And and to give uh, and and again when we and cl- clearly I'm older than you, uh, you know you're my kids' age. So, <laughs> but growing up in during that time, kids certainly didn't have a voice. Nonetheless, an opinion, and nor could we really even make decisions for ourselves. We didn't, we couldn't say, you know, I don't want to eat that because our our parents were not short order cooks. And there's a lot of things that, that when you don't like growing up and, and I know I made a very conscious effort because a lot of meals were placed in front of me and I'm like, Hmm. So it's one of these, eat it hot, eat it cold, wear it, or, you know, go to bed hungry. Okay. And, and believe me, (laughs) I tried, I tried out all of those options, all of them. So when, you know, my kids were younger and the girls were actually, oh no, Jeanette was, was a picky eater. And, and we learned a lot from her. Uh, Marissa, God bless her. She ate just about everything that we tried to introduce. And Greg, he just, I mean, there were mornings where he wanted mac and cheese and a hamburger for breakfast. <laughs> and and maybe it's because, you know, he's the baby. Maybe it's because I was older. Maybe I don't know what it was, but I was just at a point where I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll make you a hamburger and mac and cheese, whatever. Because my thought process, and I was a big proponent also of ice cream for dessert and my wonderful favorite aunt, my Diti Priscilla, may she rest in peace. When I was growing up and I spent time with her, it was such a treat. And she would let me order an ice cream sundae for breakfast. And I was just like, I've died and gone to heaven. And I wanted to do that, you know, make sure I knew how that felt. So I wanted others to also make sure that they knew how it felt. So I think with him and it's with a lot of things, but especially what, you know, people are so tied into eating the right foods, the right breakfast items, and then the, and then the healthy snacks and all of this, it doesn't matter. It's the same 24 hours in a day. He was probably going to eat a hamburger and mac and cheese Sometime during the day, it didn't matter to me that it was, you know, eight o'clock in the morning and I was cooking it then or at lunch or at dinner. And then I would really be a hero when we would have breakfast for dinner. For dinner. Here we go. (laughs) Like like you think these kids won the lottery. Are you kidding? Just a little change up. So, so my point is what you're saying, and I'm just loving everything that I'm hearing is just that just that empowerment, not that they're going to like have all of these decisions. And 
you know, one of the main threads of this podcast, and, and it's clearly been my part of my journey, is people want to be heard. It's so important. Yes. They want to be heard. Now, it's not as though kids are going to, you know, run the show because they do need to learn. They need some boundaries. They need their lessons. That I get all of that, but they also need a voice. And the voice just needs to be heard. And I would be like, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, okay, yeah. I, I hear it. Uh, I'm going to outvote you. I'm, I'm playing the mom card now. But, and then sometimes their point was very good. <laughs> and I have to give them extra points for that. Sometimes they did change my position and that's okay. I think that that's more than okay. I think that that's important actually, mm. because there was a very much of like, do as I say, not as I do. Of course. And that time. attitude. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, that's not, you know, of some, sometimes that's how it has to happen, but sure. you know, we try to be the people that, that, that lead the way and blaze the path, you know, through action, not just words. Mm-hmm. But I agree with everything that you just said, for sure. Um, kids are looking for attention and power. Mm-hmm. And by just trying, but by removing those things from them, you're breaking them. And a lot of people, um, I think do this unintentionally because of something else that you said in a different way though, they experienced it. And so they therefore want you to experience it. Now you mm-hmm. said it in a positive way because that's the kind of person that you are. Oh, this good <laughs> thing happened to me and right. I want to share the good Correct. thing. Correct. But, it wasn't ice cream Sundays every day for breakfast. No, 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 no. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> But it it was what a profound and powerful experience it was for you just to have Mm -hmm. an ice cream at a different Mm -hmm. time of the day. And it didn't make any sort of difference in the world. Actually, it was probably better than having it in the evening when you're trying to go to bed, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, but there is this mentality of it happened to me, so it should happen to you. And it, I went through it, so therefore you should go through it because since I had to overcome it, you should overcome it. And I Mm -hmm. think that that is a big part of our purpose here in like millennial, but even more the, the younger generations is Mm -hmm. to, to break through that. And Mm if you're like, no, no, just because you went through something bad doesn't mean that, that everyone else should too. Right. And that we should be (laughs) trying to make it better for them. So as far as food, my kids are, Liliana is still breastfeeding. We give her, Mm -hmm. you know, foods and stuff here and there, but Mm -hmm. she's, she's boob all the way. (laughs) Briella and Carmela are polar opposites. Briella, very picky, very finicky. Mm -hmm. And Carmela Mm -hmm. will eat just about anything you put in front of her Mm -hmm. happily and ask for more, whether it's broccoli or pasta, she's in, but, and, and, and even if not, she's willing to try no matter what, Mm -hmm. she'll try, try and try again. Right. take two bites of it just to make sure mm-hmm. she doesn't just like to it. make sure she right 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 <laughs> <laughs> but Briella is is my negotiator and mm-hmm. I I admire it in her and I I appreciate it about her um and my husband doesn't have the same appreciation for her negotiating on food but you're a person who knows what you like and don't like Right. And you can Except. speak that and make that decision like that, then mm-hmm. I want to I want to empower you. I want to I want to build upon that. Because right. and that's excellent. I also want to remind you that maybe there is something out there that you don't know what it's all about, that taking a little bit of a taste of it could could you open you up to something new. So mm-hmm. I try to get creative with things. I do, you know, the smoothies and the all the things that will help to sneak the vegetables into them and, and mm-hmm, whatnot, mm-hmm. whatnot, but I'm actually coming up with a game. <laughs> I'm going to be doing a, okay. <laughs> I'm going to be doing a little game show game for them to get them to try new foods to, to kind of incentivize them. Because, in my opinion, making kids sit down at the table and forcing them to eat something that they don't want to eat, it's not going to create anything good. Nothing good no. going to come from it. And the kids, kids love games mm-hmm. and they're willing to do things for games or for other, they're, they're, they have their reasons 
And when you right. find the reasons that mm-hmm. are their reasons, manipulate from that. And you can manipulate that. I guess I don't, I don't want to say, you know, it's not really manipulate, but you can really utilize that uh, to your advantage. To your, to your advantage. You know? Right. So Ella loves to learn. She loves to achieve. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to do some, you know, math problems or something. And every time she, you know, she does these three things correctly, then she earns a treat, Mm -hmm. but she can get this little treat or she can try the vegetable and get the bigger (laughs) treat. Exactly. You know, so So it'll be what's in your purse. Who's got the hard boiled egg? Exactly. So just, you know, you got to make things interesting and, you know, but also keep them aware of what's going Mm -hmm. on. And I I like to, you know, I, I I do say vegetables are good for you. They help you to grow and Mm -hmm. you've got to be mindful of what you're putting into your body. You can't eat, you know, junk food. (laughs) Briella recently tried Doritos, which I've always been a favorite of mine. Wait, no, I was going to say that that is a top one. (laughs) Um, So, you know, we don't actually, we don't give them juice. They they don't eat candy. Um, They like chocolate, but they don't eat candy. They don't, they don't, uh, they don't really have a lot of like bad habits, so to speak, Mm -hmm. as far as food things, just, you know, some, some little sugar things sometimes. So, um, yeah, we gave her some Doritos and she is all about them. And so now we, we say, okay, would you like that? You want some Doritos? Why don't you try some of this? Right. You know, this pork, Mm -hmm. which she Mm -hmm. really loves pork now because we had her try it. So it's interesting to navigate. It's very different. And you know, I'm not sure if you know, but there's an interesting dynamic because my father actually lives with me. So having a different energy here of my dad, who is, you know, a bit old school, mm-hmm. um, you know, he was very much, he went to Catholic school at a young age, very strict. He was forced to eat his, sit at the, sit at the table, eat all of his vegetables yeah. and, and had really know, had no voice and had no, had no voice. Right. Had no had voice. No, yeah, no. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Had no voice mm-hmm. whatsoever. So when he sees my kids and he sees them, you know, quote unquote, talking back sometimes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I have to, to stop sometimes even in the middle of parenting and be like, hey, <laughs> settle down because I, yeah. I've got this. It's fine. I don't right. consider there's a line of respect and disrespect. And I don't consider, you know, kids speaking on their, their feelings to be. Mm-hmm. And that's, and line. that's a, that's a very, very big difference. And especially again, just, you know, he's looking at two generations and, and right. And probably also thinking if I ever talked to, you know, my mother or father like that, and, yep. and, and that was his reality, but then you're probably yeah. just also, you know, opening up his mind a little to see how it can be. And, and they're not bratty. They're not, they're, they're right. very, re- they are very respectful. They have manners. You know, that's what we want to achieve. First of all, keep them alive, healthy, teach them, you know, to make good choices on a thousand different levels, but the, the extra power that you're giving them at this young age that will only just grow and grow as they do as far as their that level of confidence that level of yes. self esteem that level of self care that you know it's a big buzzword again everybody we're just we're all <laughs> looking for it and and you know i mean i didn't put myself first till i was you know close to that burnout stage i was in my mm-hmm. 40s and found that wonderful group therapy and the rest they say is history it took a while. It took a long time of not knowing perhaps where a solution would come from, but yet you where you least expect it. So when you and and you found a wonderful therapist that I don't know when you found her, were you thinking, okay, so let me talk to this person, should you know, sort out some stuff and peace out, I'm good. 
like after, you know, whatever, so many sessions, like great news. Thanks. I'll see ya. <laughs> and then your mind gets blown and your world turned upside down when, you know, you chakras, energy, Chris, like what is all of this that she's talking about? How fast did that mind blown happen? Well, I mean, everything happens. I, I feel that, especially looking back, everything happens in my life very all at once. <laughs> um, it, it seems like I go from zero to 100 very quickly. And, you know, f- you know, falling into the spiritual rabbit hole, so to speak, I actually went to my therapist because I was having some postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize it. I was in denial about it because um, I, I worked hard to prevent it. Because you, you just worked hard. I mean, the period just goes there. It's because you're the oldest of six. You are the the type A. You are the overachiever. And you have this wonderful gift, your first child. It should all be going a little differently than it yes, was. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I my, my great aunt had mm-hmm. a stroke, ironically, the day I got pregnant. It turns out she had a stroke and I helped Mm -hmm. to care for her um, at the last stage of her life and just, you know, try to bring comfort to her. And two weeks after Briella was born, she passed away. Mm -hmm. And so I was dealing with those emotions and Mm -hmm. not having a real chance to grieve and mourn properly because Mm -hmm. I was a new mom, just Mm -hmm. learning how to do that, which I, which I also thought I knew more about (laughs) because don't we all. (laughs) That's funny. I I played mom for years. You know, you play one on TV and then, then they send you home with the, with the baby and they say, Oh, okay. Good luck. Really different story when all that happens. And so you know, I thought it was going to be easier than it was. Um, then dealing with that whole mm-hmm. um, aspect of it was difficult. And my husband went back to work four days postpartum. And I know that there are there's a whole bunch of people who have no help, no support, nothing going, you know, nothing of that nature. But he's my best friend. You know, I've been mm-hmm. with him since I was 19. And mm-hmm. You know, we, we didn't have, we had our first child at 30. So we were together for a good 11 years before we even had kids. So mm-hmm. we really know what it's like to be with just us. Right. <laughs> we're, we're still, it, it's still been a lot more time than it was just us before it was us and them. So mm-hmm. um, I'm, you know, I missed my best friend. I missed all the things that, that I didn't realize was going to change in such a dramatic way. I mean, I did know, mm-hmm. but I didn't. No, you and don't know until you're, yeah, until you it happens. happens. Yeah. Seriously. And so I felt up to a point where I started to feel a little like hopeless. Mm. And hope is really that point that if you have hope, you can, you can come back from mm-hmm. anything. If there's mm-hmm. hope, there is a way there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You can find mm-hmm. your way out. But when you lose hope, that, that's really hard. And I felt like I was I was getting to that point. So I, you know, reached out. I called, I straight up called my insurance company crying. And I said, I need help. I need someone to talk to. And they were like, okay, sweetheart, we're going to help you out. And they, they uh, sent me up. They just, well, they gave me the list. They're like, here's, mm-hmm, here's a bunch mm-hmm. of people on this list. The closest person to me, I picked the first one. And I saw she had, you know, um, history, like she works with uh, people with like addiction and things like that, which was important to me because Mm -hmm. while my family had dealt with different things with addiction, we never dealt with it in a head on manner as far as like, let's go get help. Let's go to professionally. You never, Never professionally. Correct. We never, we never Mm -hmm. had, um, you know, we never went to speak to someone with, you know, mm-hmm. for therapy or, mm-hmm. or Al-Anon or, uh, you know, any of those um, support groups and things. Correct. We just, you know, we just pushed through. We're tough. We were, we're guiders. We're tough. Mm-hmm. So we just, you know, pushed on through with everything. And so when I saw that, I was like, cool, that, that, that's in my wheelhouse. And I went to her and she was like, 
realigning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She had like, stuff everywhere and like, you know, little like Buddhas and, and, and whatever, just the things that were um just a little different. And mm-hmm. I liked it. It felt good. It felt like a good place to be. And it what what I didn't realize was I was feeling the energy of mm-hmm. the place and I was like, okay, I like this. And mm-hmm. uh, as soon as she brought these things up to me, I also simultaneously started seeking uh trying to get some self-care going and I sought mm-hmm. out some um acupuncture from my friend mm-hmm. she owns uh hands-on acupuncture and massage therapy in Stony Brook mm-hmm. so she was like please mama let me treat you and at this point I you know I, I saw my therapist I found out I was pregnant a couple months later after postpartum I, I you know mm-hmm. had my second child so it was like boom boom <laughs> wow. all at once Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the self-care part was really important. So I went to acupuncture and that mm-hmm. was that metaphysical, um, mm-hmm. traditional Chinese medicine came in. And releasing really of, that. yep. Releasing yeah, that the, energy, all that blockage. Yes. Clearing the blockages. And I was just very intrigued by, by the practice and, mm-hmm. you know, learning about this, the other aspect of spirituality and, you know, working with energies and auras. Um, it was just all very, very interesting and intriguing to me. And uh, as, like I said, I, I, as soon as I started to learn a little bit about this and started to see how things connected, it really all started to click. And I, I found once I started to balance out my chakras that I felt better, that mm-hmm. I was losing, I started losing weight. Mm-hmm. I started, you know, sleeping better, mm-hmm. had more mental focus. And then I made self-care so much more of a priority for myself that it it felt like you know you know what they say <laughs> when the oxygen masks deploy deploy mm-hmm. on the airplane you've got to secure mm-hmm. your mask first before securing anyone else's and I really started to just secure my own mask and it made a big difference everybody was happier I I have a very strong energy about me mm-hmm. and anybody who <laughs> anybody who meets me or interacts with me knows that they, you can feel it mm-hmm. you know if I'm happy you know if I'm upset and you almost feel happy or upset because I just it I had this way about me so in my house there's a lot of people there's a lot of energy and if my energy is off it tends to affect the balance of the it does affect sure all around especially as the mom I'm the the domestic engineer of this house of this home. So mm-hmm. if something's off with me, it's really, it, it throws the whole. All, all yep. And it's funny how quickly here. it will show your, it will show itself to you. You know, oh, yeah. if you're a little off and then the kids are a little cranky and then you're, you know, might be still a little pissy that then you're, and again, it takes that. Then oh, he becomes impatient. Right. Right. And, and, it, and it, it all becomes right. a circle. And and with practice, I'm sure where you have to be like, what's happening here? I'm feeling the agitation. Oh, every you know. Hopefully, you you're at the point where you, I know you are. Oh, let me take a minute. <laughs> let me take a breath. Let me let me let me and and figure it out and re and and blow the whistle. Say all right, let's do a little timeout, guys. We're gonna reassess and let's start. Let's start all over again. Well, I think the big thing too with that is that I was trying to do that. It, it, it was a fight because I was trying to do it alone. Um, mm-hmm. I was trying to care for myself and be like, you know, like almost like lock the door and go in my room mm-hmm. and, and lock everybody out. And to realize that <laughs> there's no reason to exclude everyone from this process, that especially my children should see that this is what I'm doing. This is what's going on. You can do it too. We do spa days with my kids. Like we take, they, they have spa baths. They, mm-hmm. we, you know, we do pampering and all sorts of self-care, chocolate face masks, mm-hmm. um, you know, like a, a luxurious spa bath. They, they, uh, what, is it, what are they called? Uh, bath bombs. They are mm-hmm. obsessed with these organic bath bombs. And, mm-hmm. you know, they really like to, to feel the feeling of relaxing like that. Mm. We put on spa music, we do, we paint nails and, mm-hmm. you know, they get really into it too because, and then they want to treat me also. There are times where they're nice. like, you know, mom, 
you need to have a spa day and they'll run a bath for me. And, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. and it's because I'm including them in the process. And I think that that's another big shift. It's a great, it's a great example. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it used to be, you know, I'm doing this, you go over there. Right. Right. Don't interrupt her while she's, you know, give her her time. Because you're being little, sorry, not that they are, but, you know, don't be a pain in the ass. Walk away, you know, give her her time as opposed to everybody. This is what it's about. (laughs) Right. And understand a lot of times they just want to know why they want to understand. They want to understand why this is happening. Why are you mad? Why are you yelling? It's because I'm cranky. Oh, Mm -hmm. Do you want to take a nap? Like they want to find a solution for your problems just as much as you do. So when we all talk about it, right. then we can all be a part of those solutions and we can come up with them faster. If they know the reason why I'm drawing this boundary is because I'm feeling cranky. I'm upset. I need to have, I, I want to take a bath and, you know, have, have some time Then they get it. They're not going to bug me because right. they benefit too with right. happy mom. Well, establishing the boundaries and they're very healthy boundaries and, and you're doing it through example and not through exclusion um, is so important because I know that's a lot of women's frustration. And, and, you know, like if I'm somewhere at someone's house and someone goes to the bathroom and the kids are like knocking on the door, I'm like, what's happening here? What's, what's going on? What (laughs) she, she left the room for two, for, for 30 seconds miraculously, my friend, you're still alive. So cut the shit out, like (laughs) be done. But you know, I mean, if you're not in front of, and a lot of kids, if you're not in front of them 24 seven, you're going to live. No stranger is coming into your house to abduct you. This is what happens. Totally. Well, that's what it's about too. I mean, to me, being a parent is, is all about creating a safe space. It's all about safety. The world is cruel and there's plenty of opportunities for them to learn that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't need to learn that Mm. here. They can, they're going to learn that in school. They're going to learn that in the playgrounds. They're going to learn that all over, but here home, this Mm. is where you're safe. You can tell me when something's going on because when there's safe space, then Mm -hmm. there's a space for communication and, when there's a space for communication, they're not as likely to keep those secrets that are going to hurt themselves or mm-hmm. somebody else, you know, because and they feel it, like they have no place to go or, or no one right. to talk to. Mm. When your kids are worried about getting in trouble, they're going to, they're going to sneak mm-hmm. around. Yeah. They're going to avoid mean, getting in trouble. Yeah. Correct. So um, <laughs> I just, yeah. It's, it's a scary world and there's a lot of things out there. There's a lot of scary, bad things and so easy to access these days. Mm. So I just, I, I feel like as long as they know that I'm not, my goal and my purpose isn't to mm-hmm. make them in trouble. Mm-hmm. It's to be there for them and to keep them safe and to help them. So if something's going on, they're not going to think twice about coming to me about it. Mm. I would hope yes. instead of, you know, hiding it from me so that I don't find out, you know? I right. mean, I have examples uh, very close to home of people who were, you know, un, were, were, you know, let's, they were pregnant at a young age mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. hid it from their family instead of coming right. forward and saying, Hey, here's what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's, let's make educated decisions together. Let's, let's figure this right. out. It was like, Oh, by the way, um, I gotta go to yeah. the hospital because I'm having a baby yeah. spoiler alert. Right. So. <laughs> you know, I, I want my kids to know that no matter what, I'm here for them. I'm here to protect them and to keep them mm-hmm. safe. And if something ever does come up and, you know, happen that you can tell me and we'll work through it. We're trying to find a solution, not trying to get you in trouble. There's plenty of, plenty of, you know, of course there's the discipline. But discipline absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Right. Then, and that's a really big difference. So when you're learning, obviously you, you saw some nice results with your acupuncture. When did uh, Reiki, when did uh, the journey, because I have yet to talk to one person who started with Reiki 
started receiving Reiki, learned about Reiki, loved it, became a Reiki master. And of course, now they're, you know, you want to shout it from the rooftops and, and, it, and they're all mm. in very different places in their spiritual journey, just as you are. So walk me a little through your, your journey. So the acupuncture was a really good intro to energy work for mm-hmm. me. And my, my, like I said, my friend who owns this acupuncture office, um, she also worked with Kundalini yoga, which is, she's a, a Kundalini yoga teacher, which is also an energetic yoga that um, deals with movements and breathing and, you know, is focused on trying to activate Kundalini energy um, mm-hmm. at the base of the spine and create that Kundalini awakening. It's really, really cool, interesting stuff. And actually my sister Kirsten started working with Reiki and mentioned it. And I was like, oh yeah, cool. Didn't really pay that close attention to it until I started doing some of the Kundalini yoga and some of the acupuncture. One day her and I were having a conversation and she said, you know, I think that you'd really like this if you learned a little bit about it. And she introduced me to her Reiki master, Lisa Powers. And I, you know, spoke with her a bit and started studying with her and I was like oh my goodness this is it 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 was just so different first of Uh all I was like Uh wow this is kind of it's like kind of crazy but like I felt when I first started reading Harry Potter (laughs) if Mm -hmm. that makes sense I it was just magical to me and I'm like this is really cool really interesting and I'm intrigued I want to know more. I want to know more about this and how it works. I want to, I want to see it. I want to feel it. And I had my first Reiki treatment and was like, this Mm -hmm. is special. I felt like, I mean, I felt like I was tripping. I I, I don't Mm -hmm. even know how to describe it. It was a psychedelic experience almost. And I was hooked same thing with acupuncture, to be honest. I, I get, I'm, I'm very responsive to these energies, mm-hmm. people, like mm-hmm. the movement of energy. I'm very responsive to it. And it was such a cool feeling that I felt that I right. wanted to, I wanted to feel it more. And so I pursued it and, you know, eventually, you know, decided to become a Reiki healer and, and Reiki mm-hmm. master. Mm-hmm. So how is your, um, I find that also with most uh, Reiki healers, their level of intuitiveness uh, really expands as you learn the process. How is that for you? Did you ever think of yourself as being intuitive or again, between all of the <laughs> meditation and and things that you will learn on how to quiet and how to open yourself up to receive how does that where are you in the intuitive scale well i actually never really considered myself to be intuitive um mm-hmm. i always considered myself to be emotional mm. and i just thought that everything was just always me being emotional and it emotions weren't really promoted. <laughs> I was going to say, and that also sounds like, you know, some, that sounds like a bag of goods that someone you might've heard a few times uh, growing up. And yeah. <laughs> that's just the word that you were accustomed to when in fact it has a different definition. Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny because as kids, when an adult talks or says something or does something, when you, when you think of or view an adult, they're their experience. So they know what they're talking about and they're always right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not until you start getting a little bit older that you, <laughs> you realize <laughs> these guys don't know what they're talking about either. We're all just trying to figure it out. Yes. Yes. They've got more yes. experience for sure, yes. but, but it's mm-hmm. <laughs> easy, but I always was just told, you know, I'm emotional and it, and I mm-hmm. need to kind of stop that, calm it down. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I wanted to be, I, I always wanted to be like, magical I it, it's so silly mm-hmm. but I want I wanted that and I was always like disappointed to not have that quote unquote because I don't um see dead people <laughs> so right, right, like right, not, right. I don't I don't have it but, like that but so you I'm, thought I, your superpower like was something else when in fact I have a clear cognizance which is a knowing and mm-hmm. that knowing 
comes, uh, especially after I was attuned, it was so amplified that it was almost overwhelming. I always had feelings. Mm -hmm. Again, and these feelings I thought were just emotions. But I came to find that they were not just emotions, that this was something a little bit greater. It was really intuition coming Mm -hmm. through. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm also an empath. So, you know, I feel energies. I read energy very well. I love talking and communicating with people because I love like feeling the energy and feeling the vibe and then, you know, just kind of bouncing back and forth Mm -hmm. with it. So I always knew that I could kind of feel people in a, Mm -hmm. in a different way, but I, like I said, I never knew what it was. And when I came to understand that this was intuition and that intuition was more than just, you know, being clairvoyant or, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. or, or just only being a mother because, you know, you hear mother's intuition. It's like they've got a special connection with their Mm -hmm. child, but this is different. This is another level of it. I never considered myself that until until I did. (laughs) I I would Mm -hmm. say really once I was attuned, I started to, to realize that, the things that were coincidence, the things that I just had mm. this feeling about inside, mm-hmm. there was something to it. And it's like a muscle. Intuition is just, is a muscle. The more that they you say. Like it, the more mm-hmm. that you, it, it gets stronger. And so I, I just do intuitive workouts, so to speak. And that's where Intensati comes in. That's actually a um, creator of Intensati, per- Patricia Moreno, uh, just passed mm, away I saw. this week. Very, very tragic. Um, she passed away and she succumbed to cancer. Um, she's a wonderful, wonderful person and her her light will carry on, you know, for a long, long time. She created a fitness movement where you combine intentions and meditation, physical movement, spoken word affirmation, all put together to um, create a, a spiritual fitness experience. That is, I think, so important in this world. And I do it a lot with my kids as well because mm-hmm. you need to get your body moving to sometimes get your energy moving to help to clean things out and clear it out. The spoken word affirmations helps you to clean mm-hmm. and clear your mind and train your brain. And that can help to train your, in, like when you start setting your intentions, the start setting your intentions, then you start to see intuition getting stronger and stronger because you're becoming more aware of it. It's that mindfulness and that awareness that really helps to build up the intuitive muscle, you know? I love the I love that whole explanation of that. And many people probably have it. I've I've heard of it. I've never done it. I know a few people that have. And now that I know you practice and tell us on that note, what are you doing now? Where can <laughs> local people? And again, I always go, okay, listeners, remember, here we are, small town on Long Island in New York. But if you're ever our way, you're always going to check out whoever it is. If I'm talking to a local and Caitlin is a local. So <laughs> what are you doing now? Where are local people going to find you? That's a great question. Um, so I am doing some stuff at hands-on acupuncture and massage therapy in Stony Brook. I'm doing mm-hmm. Reiki healing. I also am a sacred ceremony and circle facilitator, which is a mouthful, but um, it's basically uh, sacred circles. Um, we get together as women. It is important that we get together and that we connect with one another. Um, mm-hmm. I am. I work with the moon a lot as well. I'm a spiritual mm-hmm. wellness coach. So I put mm-hmm. a lot of these modalities together. And mm-hmm. the moon is something amazing, especially for us as women. We go through the, these phases just as the moon. Um, a lot of times, um, you know, menstruating women, their cycle will align with the moon. So mm-hmm. knowing these things and working with the, the magic of the moon can really... Right help to change things. So um, I uh, am a circle facilitator working with, you know, moon energies and other, other things like that, uh, as well as intensity. And I was just chatting with my friend Liz and we might be bringing some sort of um, mindfulness for children 
classes there as well. That would be, and this is, so no coincidence. And here's what I have to, and, and locally that's fantastic, but I really think because you're so shy that you need to take between the ideas of a, the game show that you're going to make for your kids to eat better (laughs) and, and the mindfulness for children, we need to see this on some sort of videos available masterclass, call it anything. Everyone is just looking for a little more help and, and, and we learn there's a thousand of us out there and some people may not be that far in their journey, perhaps as you are, but boy, if they knew what was out there and what is available and what could be, mm-hmm. it shortens their, their time. They, then they can really like you, you know, delve in a little more. So the local classes, that's wonderful for all of us local, but you, my friend, yes. get it together and to. get it on and get it on video. Caitlin is all I'm going to say. Uh, you're totally right. <laughs> I, well, I have a, I have a Facebook group called mm-hmm. soul aligned sisterhood and okay. I do jump on live there every so often, but I actually am also going, going to be starting intensity classes as well as different workshops at soul and uh, I'm sorry, spirit and soul studio in mm. Babylon. They're actually opening up on Sunday. So it's very, very exciting. I'm, you know, got a couple of things going on in a couple of places, but mm-hmm. I definitely want to open a, maybe a YouTube channel or mm-hmm. something of the like to just help to share this journey. The whole part, my, you know, my grandfather, uh, mm-hmm. Joe Mayer, he is a coach. He's a well-known mm-hmm. coach on Long Island. Um, I just was with him last weekend. Yep. He we is the there. man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he, he's a well-known coach and he's such an inspiration to me, Mm -hmm. um, as far as, you know, it goes with coaching. He's an athletic coach and I'm, you know, more of a spiritual wellness Mm -hmm. coach, a little different, but part of, you know, being, being in this, you know, this, this role is knowing that I may be only at this point in my journey but it's a little bit further ahead than some other people are. Correct. So while sometimes, you know, I, I know that in your last episode, we were just talking about imposter syndrome. Uh, it was mentioned in the chakra, mm-hmm. the chakra mm-hmm. episode. And now we, the we so- don't allow that the here. Sh- the chakra yeah, no codes, imposter, right, right. Yeah, no, nope. chakra mm-hmm. codes, yep. no imposter syndrome here. But, um, you know, you, you can't help but feel like that sometimes. It, it, it pops up um, and that's the ego coming in and just you know, keeping Reminding. us all in check. Mm-hmm. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. And so I I have been a little bit in that, in that space of, am I worthy? Am I worthy? Should I be doing this? You know, I, I, I question it, but I got to tell you these past couple of weeks, I, I've had some, some crazy downloads and it is all, mm-hmm. it, it is all, happening. Yeah. I think that the path with these uh, fluorescent arrows pointing in that direction (laughs) are just uh, shining their way, quite honestly. And, Mm -hmm. and, And what's funny is right before, as I was getting ready to record my first episode and, and I was even just working on maybe even the intro, we were coming up, there was a definite end goal. There was a deadline the episode had to be in by this day. We were a bunch of us. We were in the podcast accelerator class. We were all dropping episodes on the same date. And I knew what I would, and and the first one was just me talking about what I was, you know, my plans for the podcast and such. And I I was definitely having a meltdown, had a great little, um, a quick phone session with a coach who, and, you know, like, what are you afraid of? I'm like, well, who do I think I am? And, and, you know, the Mm -hmm. best words that anyone, and it really zapped me, right. And they're so simple. It really truly is, you know, like why, A, why are you doing this? Are you doing this because I want a thousand people to hear me or is it going to be okay if nobody hears you? 
it was going to be fine if uh, nobody heard me. But then, of course, like you, and by the way, I mean, put a microphone in front of me. Caitlin, you will love this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I literally microphone, have a microphone. That I, bought. I know. <laughs> I got this really cool one. I bought it like in the pandemic because I was like, oh, I'm going to do a podcast. And yeah. then, same thing. I was right. like, who, who am I to do a podcast? Who am, who am I? I what say? do I have to say? What am I going to say? I know I have nothing to say. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm telling you, I look forward. Um, it's, it's such a delight. It's such an honor, honestly, to spend time with you, to see those wonderful, wonderful humans that you are just so empowering. I mean, these girls are going to just take it on and they're going to keep, you know, sharing your, sharing your word. And that's what it's all about. Well, you have girls, you understand that we have to, it's different and we have to make sure that they, they know how to take care of themselves and how to stand up for themselves and, you know, know, know how to put those boundaries down mm-hmm. because it's, it's a different world. And yeah. I'm honored to, I'm honored to be, to be honest with you, I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to know you. And um, this was, this was so much fun. I'm so excited to. I am so glad we did this. I waited. You I was did. patient, patient. She had another baby. I, um, that- you know what? <laughs> So I was actually so nervous because I, Why? first of all, I just love getting together with you, talking to you. Mm-hmm, I, I mm-hmm. love and adore you. And, um, you know, I, I, when you first asked me, I was like, absolutely. This is amazing. I can't wait to do this. I, I, I can't believe you'd even want, want, want to talk to me. <laughs> and then, and then it was like so long. It took so long for me to, to be able to like get back in touch with you. I was like, she's probably not interested anymore. I mean, who am I? What am I doing here? I, you know, I've got babies on the boobs and And yeah, (laughs) and that's fine. And still again, busy mama making it happen. And that's it. I love, you know, the time was right as always. Divine timing. Absolutely. All right. So tell me again, uh, first, the name of your Facebook group, where you hang out, where will people find you? And so this way we can put everything in the show notes. Perfect. So um, you can find me at Hands-On Acupuncture and Massage Therapy in Stony Brook, Mm -hmm. uh, doing Reiki, um, Circles, and Mindfulness for Children. You can also find me at Spirit and Soul Studio in Babylon. Um, offering some one-on-one services, uh, workshops, as well as intensity fitness for um, uh, adults and most likely children alike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find, um, I mentioned the Facebook group. Um, well, say, website, say, your face, say your Facebook group oh, again. Yeah. Okay. It's Soul Aligned Sisterhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I call myself a soul aligned warrior because the goal is to find soul alignment and you know, the warrior will not stop fighting until, (laughs) until we get there. And not everybody is a warrior and they need, they need someone to light it up. As I said, that you're doing. All right. Website, the leader of light website, soul aligned energy collective. It is a collective. We are all the collective and we can work together to align our energies and to raise the vibration of the planet. That is the big mission is to raise the vibration of the planet because when we are all raising the vibes and we're all higher vibe, then we're all going to be happier and we're all going to live a better life. And the planet deserves it. I mean, we, we, it's been, it's been rough. This pandemic has gotten Mm -hmm. everyone down and it's time for us to all rise up together. Right together, we we rise up. Wow, I'm gonna let the <laughs> mic drop on that one and say, <laughs> and say thank you, my love. It's been it's just been such fun. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you.
All right. And thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode. Love your support. Love your comments, by the way. So Spotify just introduced that there that we can leave reviews on the Spotify. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I do need you to go back. I know you're following. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But now, again, we have to help in the analytics. Go back to your Spotify. Go back to Joy Found Here podcast. I would really appreciate it five-star rating, perhaps a little review. Anything always helps. I so love the feedback. I love the support. And thank you once again for listening. Everyone be well. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments, and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.